Is Equality a Worthy Goal? by Bradley Thomas, published by the Libertarian Institute. Probably the most frequently used non-COVID buzzword in 2020 was the term social justice. You couldn't escape it from the George Floyd protest-turned-riots, even to the world of sports. The notion of social justice and its key component, equality, was everywhere. I can just imagine the late, great Murray Rothbard cringing upon turning on a basketball game only to see the word equality emblazoned on the backs of players' jerseys. Indeed, one of Rothbard's most iconic essays was his 1974 tract entitled Egalitarianism as a Revolt Against Nature. Egalitarianism, as defined by Dictionary.com, is the belief in the equality of all people, especially in political, social, or economic life. So make no mistake, when Rothbard critiqued egalitarianism, he had his sights set on the equality being espoused by today's social justice movement. This is to be distinguished from equality of rights in the Jeffersonian, Lockean, Hoppian sense. Even in 1974, Rothbard had identified the fact that equality was a rallying cry of the left and that few were willing to challenge the supposed moral superiority of such desires. In no area has the left been granted justice and morality as extensively and almost universally as in its espousal of massive equality. It is rare indeed in the United States to find anyone, especially an intellectual, challenging the beauty and goodness of the egalitarian idea, he wrote. Such broad acceptance led Rothbard to declare that the goal of equality has for too long been treated uncritically and axiomatically as an ethical ideal, a problem Rothbard set about fixing in his essay. So, is equality an ethical idea so morally pure that it is beyond questioning? Rothbard replied to this query, if an ethical idea is inherently impractical, that is, if it cannot work in practice, then... It is a poor ideal and should be discarded for with. In short, Rothbard insisted there can be no ethical superiority of a nonsensical goal. The goal of equality cannot work because it violates the very nature of man. It should be summarily dismissed. For the sake of clarity, Rothbard explains just exactly what equality means. The term has been much invoked, but little analyzed. A and B are equal if they are identical to each other with respect to a given attribute, he explained. For example, if two people are both exactly six feet tall, they can be said to be equal in height. As such, Rothbard continues, there is one and only one way then in which any two people can really be equal in the fullest sense. They must be identical in all of their attributes. Anyone with the faintest Acquaintance with reality, however, realizes that the human species, mankind, is uniquely characterized by a high degree of variety, diversity, differentiation, in short, inequality, as he noted. Rothbard adds, The age-old record of inequality seems to indicate that this variability and diversity is rooted in the biological nature of man. Included in these human inequalities and differences are traits like intelligence, ambition, work ethic, skill sets, ability, etc. To underscore the point, Rothbard quotes biochemist Roger J. Williams from his 1953 book, Free and Unequal. 
Individuals differ from each other, even in the minutest details of anatomy and body chemistry and physics. Finger and toe prints, microscopic texture of hair, character of brain waves, and so on ad infinitum. It is not only possible, but certain that every human being possesses, by inheritance, an exceedingly complex mosaic composed of thousands of items, which is distinctive for him alone. In light of this, Rothbard references the iron law of oligarchy, the insight that in every organization or activity, a few, generally the most able and or the most interested, will end up as leaders, with the mass of membership filling the ranks as followers. Great book published in 1943 called The Machiavellians by James Burnham, where he goes into the iron law of oligarchy, saying, well, y you might have, you know, a big corporation where there's, you know, uh, investors and then a CEO and then people who, you know, have only been on the job a week or a year. So we can cl see clear, sort of like an oligarchy, even though it's voluntary and no one's rights are being violated. Uh, we can see that as an oligarchy. But then he goes into a union meeting and says, uh, and actually looks at the minutes of a real union meeting. And it turns out not all of the workers attended the meeting. It was after work. They would rather spend uh, time with their family. So already not everyone's involved. And then you look at who ends up doing most of the talking. A small percentage of the people end up doing the talking and influencing the voters of the union. And then you end up looking at the rules and the offers that, you know, labor gives to management at the end of the meeting. And it's like not even 1% of the workers end up influencing the union. So under any system, syndicalism, voluntarism, minarchism, anarchism, monarchism, fascism, there is an iron law of oligarchy. Rothbard observed that the egalitarians would respond to these emerging societal hierarchies by insisting that culture and not natural human differences is to blame for such inequalities, since egalitarians begin with the a priori axiom that all people, and hence all groups of people, are uniform and equal, then it follows for them that any and all group differences in status, prestige, or authority in society must be the result of unjust oppression and irrational discrimination. Eliminate the supposed institutions that generate said oppression, according to the left egalitarians, and society will achieve the equality of results that social justice demands. Through this reasoning, the egalitarians have convinced themselves that their goal of equality in society is attainable through the means of changing cultural institutions such as the market economy and the patriarchy. What the egalitarians fail, fail to realize, however, is that the institution responsible for society's greatest oppression is their chosen tool to create equality, the state. To be clear, Rothbard by no means assigns all inequality to diverse and unique nature of individual humans. He, of all people, has pointed out the oppressive nature of the state and how it dispenses suffering and favors in unequal distributions. Calling out the state's role in creating injustices is a worthy pursuit. Where the egalitarians go wrong, according to Rothbard, is their complete dismissal of human diversity to explain any inequality of outcomes and their unwillingness to use unjust means, and I'm sorry, 
and their willingness to use unjust means to enforce their ideal of a society compromised of undifferentiated and uniformed people. So this would be the difference between... Um, the Young Turks have more views than Keith Knight don't tread on anyone. So what we're going to do is try and promote uh, this show. We're going to try to not watch The Young Turks. We're going to tweet it out. We're going to put it on our alternative media sites. We're going to send email lists to try and make things more equal. I don't know if that's necessarily a good a good thing just because something's unequal, but it's uh, totally different in a moral sense to say, therefore, people with more views than me have to stop creating content, put all their videos on private until I catch up with them, because this creates an inequality in society. They get billions of people seeing their views, and they have an ability to influence the world, and I get much less of one. This is terrible, and uh, people should be forced to watch me by law, and uh, other people should be banned from being viewed just until, you know, things are equal. At the heart of the egalitarian left, Rothbard wrote, is the pathological belief that there is no structure of reality, and further, that the egalitarians believe that the reality of human diversity can be transformed by mere wish, or the mere exercise of human will. Someone made a great point on Twitter the other day. They said, um... If you think embracing socialism will give us equality, well, first of all, the most unequal institution is government. They claim the right to initiate violence against peaceful people. You don't have the option of uh, not chipping into the welfare state or the warfare state. So on its face, it's pretty unequal. They make laws, you have to obey. If you try to make laws against them and enforce it on them, you are literally a terrorist by definition and you go to jail. So total un inequality uh, right there. However... If you just look at what the state produces, like, let's say, in America, there is compulsory education, it is totally uh, unequal in distribution. So giving the state even uh, the reins for any sort of industry, you're not going to get equality. No, I'm sorry, you're not going to get quality, nor will you get equality. Naturally, to impose his will on the of the egalitarians requires an application of violence and coercion from a powerful ruling elite. An egalitarian society can only hope to achieve its goal by totalitarian methods of coercion, Rothbard concluded. This imposition of forced conformity is anti-human, according to Rothbard, and therefore the goal of egalitarianism, or equality, is a revolt against the biological reality of our uniqueness. From this, Rothbard is able to dispense his final verdict. Since their methodology and their goals deny the very structure of humanity and of the universe, the egalitarians are profoundly anti-human, and therefore their ideology and their activities may be set down as profoundly evil as well. Look, uh, Adele is a much better singer than I am. It's totally unequal. It's good that we embrace that difference. Brian Regan is a thousand times funnier than I am. We need to embrace that and reward him and make sure we have a free market where as many people can uh, see the Brian Regans of the world as they want. Same for engineers. I mean, how many engineers can, you know, create the iPhone? How many people are willing to put in the time and effort? Very few. Let's just embrace these differences and make sure there's a free market where there's a division of labor where we could trade so we could get access to the products and services the brilliant minds of the world have uh, ha have given us. 
Bradley Thomas is the creator of the website EraseTheState.com and author of the book Tweeting Liberty, Libertarian Tweets to Smash Statists and Socialists. He is a libertarian activist who enjoys researching and writing on the freedom philosophy and Austrian economics. Follow him on Twitter at ErasState. Thank you for watching. Keith Knight, don't tread on anyone.